Hey there, everybody. How you doing today? This is Pastor Chip. I'm. Thank you for tuning in again. Today I'm flipping through my wife's Bible again, and I found a little verse circled. And then you know, I always tell people, you know, it's good to take and read the verse before and the verse after a particular verse, and at least get some context into what's going on. I mean, you can take one verse and, you know, you can use it as one verse, but a lot of times it's better to know maybe the background of the story or what's being, why something is being said and to whom is being said. And and today I did that. I was going to tell you, it's just a, this is just a moving, moving set of verses for me. And if you break them down and know anything about what's going on, you'll understand. And uh, it's about Jesus and John the Baptist. And uh, there's been a lot going on. And, you know, uh, Jesus had just finished dealing with the people, a lot of people. And um, and he had entertained the children. And they asked him about John the Baptist. John had is in prison, and he uh, sent two of his disciples to talk to Jesus. And anyway, so Jesus did, and but I'm gonna pick up in verse seven. This is Matthew 11, verse 7. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to break it down as I read the verses. So he says, As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? So he asked them, What did they go out to see? Did they go out there to see a guy who was preaching in the desert, wearing crazy clothes, and a dirty man, and living off the land, and eating uh, locust and honey? So there's probably a lot of gossip about the crazy man in the desert. Let's go see the crazy man in the desert. That's what... Jesus is alluding to here, at least I think. What did you want to go see? A man who's not steady in his theology? He's not solid in his theology? A man who's lost his mind and crazy and you're all going out there to laugh and look at him? I think that's what he was alluding to. In verse 8, But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. Again, they thought they would go out there, see the the man living in the wilderness, hear what he had to say, but he wasn't dressed like the 
Pharisees and the Sadducees and the rabbis, was he? He wasn't one dressed like nobility and living a plush life. He was a rough, dirty, nasty old fella, probably. You know, they didn't have much water out there, except if you went to the river and got in it. They usually wore one one set of clothes all the time, and John did not have the best of clothes. John was a, not concerned about his earthly appearance. John was preaching the gospel of repent and turn from your ways because the day of the Lord is upon us. Verse 9. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. So this is getting kind of deep in here. Jesus is saying, John, it's not just your average prophet. He is more than a prophet. John holds a special place. I've said before, I think, in some of my other ones, that technically, John is the last Old Testament prophet to see the coming of Christ. And you say Old Testament, well, he wasn't in the Old Testament. You're right. But he was pre-Christ. He was born before Christ. He prophesied the coming of Christ, his ministry, And he saw Christ come into his ministry at the hands of John and God when John baptized him. So Jesus said, yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. This is interesting. Verse 10, for this is he of whom it is written, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. This is the word of God saying to Jesus, he sent his messenger before Jesus' face who would prepare his way before him. I don't think many people get that when they read that. They think that he sends his messenger to prepare. Jesus is saying he sent his messenger. No, this is God saying he sent his messenger before Jesus. Verse 11, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now let me tell you something here about this verse. Excuse me. 
among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Who has been born of women when Jesus is talking? Everybody on the planet Earth, except for two people, have been born of women. Even Jesus was born of a woman, of Mary. Adam and Eve were created by God. But Jesus is saying right here, he is saying there is not another person that has ever been born on earth that is greater than John the Baptist. And then he says, But even he that is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And what does that say? Every person is valuable. Every life that is a believer has value to Christ. And you think about it. What did Christ do for all of us? He died, paid the price, bought our sins, right? The most cruel death the Romans could inflict, he took it for us, didn't he? John is currently, when Jesus is talking, he's in prison. He's about to be uh, executed and lose his head. And he is valuable to Jesus. But Jesus is out preaching the gospel to the lost, to the to the anybody that wants to hear and is available and open minded. But listen to verse twelve. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Oh man. What do you think about that? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. John the Baptist was taken into prison and beheaded. Jesus, they couldn't hush him up. 
They couldn't stop him from doing the things he was doing. Said so they flailed him and crucified him. Stephen. They didn't like it. What he was prophesying. They stoned him to death. James. Brother of Jesus was killed. Matthew. Mark. Killed. All the apostles except for one. Except for John. Were killed. The first couple of centuries. Christians were hunted for sport. And you know, it's like it's like a grease fire. The more they fought to put it out, it was like putting water on it. The more the fire spread. The more they tried to silence Christianity, the further it spread. Peter, one of the greatest of the apostles, and Paul spread the word all over the world. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded. What is the number one published book still in publication to this day? The Bible. And yet, so many have fought so hard to preserve our word, and so few today are willing to stand up for it. Blood has Christian blood has run deep over the centuries. The Crusades in the Middle Ages, we used to be a religion that stood up and fought for our beliefs, our rights. Today, Christians bury their head head in the sands like ostriches. They say, it doesn't bother me. It's not affecting me. I'm not going to say anything about it. It doesn't apply to me in my church. I'm not going to say anything about it. The government says... Don't go to church because of COVID. I'm not going to go to church. But I'll go to Lowe's. I'll go to Home Depot. I'll go to Walmart. Go to grocery store. You don't mind putting on whatever it takes to go there or not putting on anything. To those places. 
but you don't want to go sit in church. Jesus died for you, but you can't get up and go to church on a Sunday. We have legislators and politicians that advocate killing of unborn children. And you say, it don't matter to me. My kids are grown. Or, you know, it's not my body. They can do what they want. Or, hey, how about this Christian girl and and it was in my church. She says, she said, uh, Excuse me. She said, I would rather see children aborted than be born into homes where they're not loved and passed around and done whatever. Boy, I tell you what, that's about a pathetic, sorry excuse. You know, that child... It might be born out of a situation where the mom wasn't ready to have it, can't have it, doesn't want it, but but she chose to put it up for adoption. And it might have been it might have taken a year or two or three in foster care to get bounced around. But you know, God could be lining things up. <clears throat> He could be putting a couple together, knowing that, you know, in a couple of years they're going to turn to adoption. And they're going to want a child that's, you know, has the abilities and the skills this child does and desire. And God lines up the adoption, and that kid could go on and, <clears throat> and be one of the greatest Christian evangelists ever born. Or he could be a scientist that cures cancer don't tell me you're a Christian and you let violence take over our world the kingdom of heaven suffers violence The kingdom of heaven is never at peace. Yet, we sit here in the comfort of our homes and we cast judgment on people by the lack of involvement. We condemn people and the unborn to death by our silence. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not really sure how you reconcile your conscience with God you say 
you're a Christian and you allow unborn children to be aborted, how you call them not a life. It just, I'm baffled. There's a lot of things. If our rights are being taken away, our right to assembly, our right to worship freely. Like I said, preachers are being locked up. Churches are being told they can't sing hymns. We go out and do the things we want to do, don't we? You see, John the Baptist stood up against the institution. And it cost John the Baptist his life. And you say, oh, what an institution. John the Baptist stood up against the government. He told the rulers that they were wrong by marrying his brother's wife. He preached sin, called it what it was. He preached repentance. They had him locked up. And they cut his head off. What are you doing to stand up for Jesus? What risk are you taking in your life to be a Christian? Are you a person that rats on your neighbor or your brother or your sister because they're doing something wrong for the government? Or are you a person that shares the love of Christ and extends grace to people no matter what class, no matter what clothes they're wearing, no matter what situation they're in? Everybody who is a Christian, who is least in the kingdom of heaven, is greater than John the Baptist. And Jesus even said John the Baptist was greater than he. Now there is a compliment. I wonder if John even knew it at the time. He knows it now. People, tough times are ahead. Our world is changing. Get your head out of the sand. Get your eyes in the book. 
and let's turn things around. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for listening again.